0: Ah, boy, what a kind of a monumental weekend in terms of big stories about the uh, the entire, oh, shall we say, long-term consequences of this disastrous Bush administration. So let's just start by giving George Hussein Bush a brain damage award. <laughs> I don't know if you saw that bizarre article about kids adopting Hussein as their middle name No in honor of Barack Hussein Obama so henceforth we'll just call him George Hussein Bush Hussein uh, Hussein Walker uh, contemplating uh, actually uh, invading more countries than Saddam Hussein did uh, with this uh, very interesting story by Seymour Hersh in today's uh, New Yorker today's edition of the New Yorker a weekly publication, and by the way, if you can blog, uh, uh, "Fresh Air," a very interesting interview with Seymour Hirsch. With Seymour Hirsch today, uh, and I understand that he also appeared on Amy Goodman's show. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, you can still hear her show, Democracy Now, uh, on WDET at eight o'clock, unless they've changed their schedule again. Which they have been prone to do lately. that's uh, 101.9 FM, the Wayne State Public University Station. But uh, yeah, we have all kinds of very interesting uh, the confluence of a variety of, oh interesting big picture stories about, you know this this uh, army study that's that's being published faulting uh, the the entire post-war plan. Um, Just real quickly on the Seymour Hersh, I think some of the very interesting revelations that he conveyed today in the interview is the fact that there's been a covert uh, $400 million um, appropriation uh, to the CIA slash (laughs) the Pentagon. It's a little murky who's actually spending this money uh, in which uh, cruise missiles have been positioned uh, in the Middle East uh, with an apparent attempt— to uh, bomb Iran, um, Hirsch, of course, did a study or an article several months ago about the, uh, the reasons for the Bush administration publicly revealing why uh, Israel uh, attacked Syria uh, last fall, uh, the so-called military facility there. And, uh, and, int- and this corresponds in-, in conjunction with a rather interesting article in the most recent edition of the New York Review of Books by Thomas Powers, who uh, has written many uh, articles over these years uh, about the intelligence agency. Uh, he's maybe most famously known for a bi- bi- biography of Richard Helms, the man who kept the secrets. Uh, but in it, in the article in the... Uh, July 17th edition of the New York Review of Books. Uh, He actually writes, quote, uh, Bush and Cheney concede nothing of the kind but promise, quote, serious consequences with respect to Iran for its continued defiance. It is a strange fact that the locus of opposition to attack Iran is not in Congress but in the Pentagon where an insider told uh, reporter Seymour Hirsch two years ago, quote, There is a war about the war going on inside the building. When the administration planned to add a third aircraft carrier group to the Fifth Fleet in the Persian Gulf, the move was blocked by then newly promoted Chief of Central Command, Admiral William Fallon, who told friends, quote, the war with Iran isn't going to happen on my watch. However, William Fallon was forced to resign recently. Mm -hmm. Um, He apparently has, uh, because of his uh, resistance to any uh, war with Iran, was uh, (laughs) told to retire, uh, which he, quote, did voluntarily, uh, based on an article that appeared in uh, Esquire by uh, the military writer Thomas Barnett. Uh, Powers writes, when the article was ready to go to the printer, Fallon invited an Esquire photographer to Central Command headquarters in Tampa, Florida. It's an interesting position for the headquarters. The Gulf of Mexico? Bizarre. Uh, you never know when the Belizeans may Mountain Invasion. invasion. Uh, Ronald Reagan used to talk about the Nicaraguans being... What, two days' march away from Texas? Yeah. Uh uh tampa florida uh to take his picture war with iran yes or no barnett wrote would quote all come down to one man fallon the white house was not happy with fallon's interference barnett reported washington rumor said fallon's time was short his removal barnett predicted quote may well mean that the president and vice president intend to take military action against Iran before the end of this year. A week after the Barnett piece appeared and Esquire Gates announced that Fallon was retiring at his own request, uh, the Esquire article had been leaked. Oh, excuse me, had uh, been the talk of Pentagon non-stop. Leaked stories were coming from all directions. Fallon wasn't just on his way out. Gates said he would be gone by the end of the month. So it's very interesting that this uh, is, is sort of simmering behind the scenes. And needless to say, one of the other interesting revelations is that uh, Hirsch indicates that uh, Bush, uh, in approving this $400 million in a quote, finding, uh, was brief congressional Democrats on that, uh, on the issue. Apparently, Jay Rockefeller. Uh, Senator from uh, West Virginia Democratic Senator and uh, David Obie who are the sort of relevant part of the relevant gang of eight uh, have uh, strenuously expressed reservations about the concept of starting another war in the Middle East uh, but Nancy Pelosi Speaker of the House wants to kind of downplay the uh, subject for the time being Um because she doesn't want the Democrats to get sort of gooed up with the war on terror. To look like they're weak on Iran. Yeah. So, it's so lame. You know, Charles Black, uh, top advisor to John McCain, needless to say, just a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, we'll rather give him, bizarre uh, statement he made. Yeah, a brain damage award for claiming that a terrorist attack would benefit John McCain. <laughs> Yeah. Gee, Willikers, it's kind of funny how that works.
1: <laughs> and by the way, this. We will keep you safer. Therefore, an attack will actually be better for us because yeah. it'll make everybody scared again.
0: That's the logic of that escapes me. And uh, just uh, a brain damage award to the whole brouhaha about Wesley Clark's comments. Uh. Why on earth does John McCain, being a POW in Vietnam, qualify him for being uh, the president? That's a perfectly valid argument to make. I don't understand why people are distancing themselves from that basic discussion. Um, the McCain surrogates on television make this argument all the time. And it's a ri- ridiculous argument.
1: Well, yeah, actually, there a, was a, a poll last week. The Associated Press Yahoo News poll had somewhat uh, confusing results. Uh, According to this, and this is from June 25th, uh, the Associated Press article by Jim Coonan, um, voters believe McCain will do a better job of handling the Iraq War, but voters give Barack Obama the edge on economy and energy prices. This quote from a registered Democrat from Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. Remember that uh, city name that might be uh, meaningful here. Ann Burks says... McCain is more experienced militarily, and I don't know if I agree with the stay the course pol- uh, policy, but I think the good probably outweighs the bad with him, experience-wise. What? Uh, his experience in the military, yes, he does have military experience. Yes, he was a POW. He was a pilot, though. Right. Uh, this is a very different way to fight a war. Uh, the guys who were on the ground in Vietnam... A pilot who got shot down, by the a way. A pilot who got shot down and spent a bulk of the war in prison. It's too bad Herzog didn't do the movie about him. <laughs> and uh, here's another quote about McCain. Uh, he served in the military... And he has said that we can't just pull out. I think we're just kind of stuck with it now, and we have to finish. And uh, to quote George Carlin again, who talked about the sexual nature of military language, I don't know, pull out? Doesn't seem like the manly thing to do. Let's finish the job. Premature withdrawal. (laughs) You know, basing a decision to vote for John McCain on his military experience, it's very nebulous.
0: Well, it's very nebulous, and the thing that continues to baffle me is how he can get away with these ridiculous economic arguments that he's making, that somehow he's going to balance the budget by 2013 when, from what I can tell, there's nothing in any of his uh, specifics that addresses with the fact that 60% of the, 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 quote, discretionary spending by the federal government is in the area of of the military. Right. Um, he talks about earmarks endlessly. He doesn't seem to talk too much about um, just the in, in continuing incompetence of contracting that's going on in Iraq. Um, just a startling story just a couple of weeks ago in which uh, Henry Waxman, who uh, is the House uh, chairman that sort of supervises the GAO, um, and— um, <laughs> asked the question, how did a company run by a 21-year-old president and 25-year-old former masseur (laughs) get a sensitive $300 million contract to supply Afghan ammunitions to, quote, Afghan forces? This is from an editorial in a recent New York Times. Mr. Waxman raised the issue after executives from a Miami Beach arms dealer, AEY, were indicted on fraud charges this month, accused of pawning off tens of millions of banned and decrepit Chinese cartridges on the United States Army to <laughs> oh, supply lovely. Afghan security forces. Congressional investigators took testimony from a U.S. military attache who accused the American ambassador in Albania of helping to cover up the Chinese ammunition's origins. The ambassador, John Withers, which is... a. Uh, an Appropriate name, perhaps. <laughs> Pretty uh, appropriate name for the military situation uh, that the Bush administration has put uh, America in. Denies wrongdoing, but Waxman is wisely working to map the dimensions of fraud and waste. Uh, the, AI, the AEY fraud case followed a detailed investigation by the New York Times which found the company scored the Afghan... C- Uh, contract despite a record of failure and risky corner cutting in half a dozen other plum contracts. Along the way, Ephraim DiViroli, the company president who is now indicted, had the gall to fight off a court case accusing him of abusing his girlfriend by claiming national security privilege in the fight against terrorism, (laughs) quote-unquote. This is remarkable. Uh, They go on to detail that a... EY, and this is just one of many instances of this kind of nonsense, included a failed 5.6 million dollar contract for 10,000 pistols needed by Iraqi security forces. This should have been obvious to anyone consulting a State Department watch list of uh, 80,000 count them 80,000 suspect traffickers in illegal arms. This is remarkable, uh, but typical of what's going on uh, in the war on terrorism, uh, brought to you by George Hussein Bush and Dick Hussein Cheney. And John Insane in the membrane, McCain, who's
1: talking about energy policy, uh, seems to be pretty much limited to we need to drill more domestically. And this kind of sketchy idea to offer a $300 million government prize to reward breakthroughs in electric car technology. Well, you know, electric cars sounds like a great idea, but, you know, those batteries still need to be powered and charged. (laughs) So just because you're no longer burning uh, 100% uh, fossil fuel in those cars, that doesn't really alleviate the energy crisis. And... You know, as far as increased domestic drilling is concerned, really the focus should be not where can we get more oil, but moving past oil. And, you know, whoever comes up with a uh, breakthrough in electric car battery technologies is going to reap the financial rewards that the marketplace itself has to offer. There is more than $300 million to be made in future Energy technologies. Undoubtedly. I mean, (laughs) the entire world is anxiously awaiting such developments, and they will occur. Uh, This is the the way the free market works. Uh, The idea of reward uh, as an incentive is, is a little bizarre. What we should be offering rewards for, because they're not necessarily a bad idea, is some other field uh, to develop. Um, You know, here in the state of Michigan, we're starting to look seriously at wind power. Uh, Moving beyond oil as a be-all and end-all of energy policy should be the primary concern, not just increasing domestic drilling, because the returns on that are going to be limited, and it's going to take six to eight to maybe ten years before any of it's realizable. And by then, you know, who knows what's going on, so...
0: Yeah, and and some of the problems with the domestic drilling that this is a panacea is is nonsense. I mean, first of all, there isn't any known oil off the coast of California or shooting in the dark near Tampa, where apparently our central command <laughs> for the Middle East is located. Um, what goes, um, you know, I, there there is probably a sound reason that. Um, <laughs> that uh, previous uh, politicians have decided that drilling for oil uh, in sensitive tourist coastal areas is not advisable. Um, But, yeah, the list of incompetence just goes on and on. Uh, For instance, a recent study by the GAO says that the Bush administration needs to be criticized for its measure of progress in Iraq. They do note that the security situation has improved. Um, though that goes up and down. And I should hasten to add, by the way, that uh, today it was revealed that uh, the number of deaths in Afghanistan uh, by American troops exceeded Iraq for the second consecutive month. Wow. A very troubling trend. this uh, done amidst all the fanfare of George Bush praising Congress for supporting the troops. Uh, they came up with a... Military spending bill that uh, puts the total spending in Iraq at 650 billion dollars and 200 billion dollars as part of the war on terror. Uh, no discussion, it seems, publicly about how much a uh, invasion and or bombing of Iran will cost. Because uh, as Thomas Powers goes into great detail. Uh, that an attack on Iran could uh, result in the closing of the Straits of Hormuz. Um, Americans may be paying $10 a gallon for oil very quickly uh, if George Hussein Bush gets his mad way. Um, This is insanity (laughs) revisited. Um, One would think that this guy's got enough on his plate uh, in terms of military um, enthusiasm but apparently not. And uh, it will be very interesting, by the way, to see the, the final...
1: Oh, we'll be even more politically isolated from the rest of the world if we should wage war against Iran. Uh, Europe is trying to ease you know, into the situation, trying to apply economic pressure to get them away from uh, the nuclear weapons development. The entire world economy would be uh, further destabilized by
0: an attack on Iran. And, you know, there's what's to be gained? Well, and what's the basis for it? Because right. as Powers points out in uh, in his article, um, he notes that the Iranian government uh, has flatly denies that it's pursuing nuclear weapons, quote, hell-bent or otherwise, uh, using a phrase that Robert Gates, Secretary of Defense, um, used. And we should hasten to add that Robert Gates is, goes way back to Iran-Contra, mm-hmm. to Ronald Reagan- um, and George H.W. Bush. Uh, I think there's a Hussein in there somewhere. <laughs> uh, but uh, Powers notes that uh, recently the CIA re- released its own conclusion that Tehran had abandoned any formal R&D effort to design nuclear weapons and fit them to a delivery system. So this is gets into this semantic debate about... Enriched uranium, and as I've pointed out, and as the nuclear scientists have pointed out, enriched uranium is a phony phrase. There is no—to to, to manufacture a bomb, it has to be highly enriched uranium, uh, and uh, the emphasis is on the highly. It has to be incredibly pure stuff, and uh, there's no uh, evidence that Iran has this capability at this time. Um despite the saber-rattling of the Israeli government and...
1: Who Dick, are in possession of nuclear weapons.
0: Yeah, and Dick Hussein Cheney and George Hussein Bush that keep rattling sabers on this issue. It's remarkable. Fairly so bizarre indeed. Yeah, check out the Cy Hirsch article in the most recent edition of The New Yorker because I'm sure it has some very interesting uh, revelations. Uh, his... Uh, let's face it his investigative sources within the government are second to none at this point uh, in terms of getting the inside scoop and uh, the um, and also this uh, this this study about the the problems inherent in the uh, lack of a plan regarding the occupation of Iraq I mean it's quite simple that you know the basic thesis is that There was no planning. There was no—the optimism that the Bush administration had regarding, uh, for instance, the institutions of uh, the—functioning institutions of the Iraqi government surviving the toppling of Saddam Hussein is just remarkably incompetent. One would suspect that if you're going to overthrow the head of state of government, uh, you would not count on those institutions to be uh, capable of, quote, governing, unquote— um, putting Ricardo Sanchez in control uh, was a remarkably incompetent uh, decision, and needless to say, Paul Bremer, who has uh, very interesting connections to H. W. Walker, Bush, uh, Hussein Walker Bush, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, explains why he was there. And of course, an interesting book came out several years ago, and I, the author, escapes. My memory, but it was basically entitled Inside the Green Zone, which he noted that the American uh, State Department um, and the Bremer, uh, so called civilian uh, patrol or civilian, whatever they called them, the CAP, provisional authority, whatever yeah. they called themselves. Um, Utilized inter- interviews, uh, picking out s- staffers not based on their understanding of military or whether they spoke Arabic, but what their positions on tax cuts and abortion were. This is remarkable. Well, uh, there's what, is ter- what is your turn? What is your opinion on late term abortions? Well, oh, I'm against well, it. well, then you're just the guy we need
1: for this we'll job in Iraq,
0: in, we'll put you in charge of electrical, um.
1: Power well, control. <laughs> That's like uh, as though Grover Norquist were doing the hiring. And by the way, speaking of uh, that bizarre uh, excuse for a right wing intellectual, uh, he recently had a piece published in the Financial Times. It's just laughable. Um, it's called How America's Right Will Be Roused into Action and how uh, they uh, stand poised to snatch victory from the jaws of apparent defeat. His opening paragraph, he talks about how, oh, too much President Bush for too long, gasoline at $4 a gallon, Iraq is dragging on, time for something new. But then he goes into a litany of rather bizarre interpretations of how McCain will ultimately win the election. And his his main thing theme here is that the Leave Us Alone coalition uh, that felt so threatened by Bill Clinton and democratic tax hikes and so forth. Uh, this is when you put ideology in front of the facts. Um, I recommend reading this piece if you want a few chuckles. It's just about wrong at every turn of the way. But uh, his famous observation was that he wanted to, he didn't want to uh, eliminate the government. He wanted to shrink it down to the size where it could be strangled in the bathtub. Yeah. And uh, he, of course, uh, talks about uh, how Bill Clinton wanted to take America's guns away. And, of course, we've had a recent Supreme Court decision uh, about the Second Amendment. And what's interesting to me, a number of possible comments to make, is uh, how immediately the uh, National Rifle Association has now targeted a Chicago gun ban Mm -hmm. that is very similar to the one in D.C. that's just been uh, ruled unconstitutional. Um, Scalia's language and his uh, majority position there, uh, of course he leaves room for the so-called, uh, what are they called, security zones, safety zones, schools, government buildings. Scalia doesn't need to worry about the guns in the workplace. Uh, apparently he feels pretty comfortable with that. Um But the National Rifle Association, what do they care about? Handguns. You know, the handgun exists for one purpose only, and that's to shoot people. It is not a sportsman's uh, tool. It is not a recreational leisure activity. Uh, Police and law enforcement carry sidearms because they're easy and convenient and portable and so forth. The National Rifle Association is way out of line. To be talking about our God-given rights as Americans to pack handguns.
0: Well, and the thing that that escapes me about it, you know, and it's interesting when they when you start seeing the statistics of about thirty-five thousand homicides and suicides as the result of firearms per year. um, How ironic that it was that this ruling came a day after a workplace shooting in Kentucky. Yeah, Yeah, five people were killed. Uh, The average American, just for the record, since 9-11, by my quick math, uh, more than 200,000 Americans have died in handgun violence since 9-11. George Bush uh, doesn't have a very good record of keeping Americans safe from terrorism, because I don't know what a workplace shooting in which five people are killed, and some of them were obviously targeted deliberately by this A deranged man who'd lost his job, apparently, for forklift uh, in violations or something. Um, It's just shocking uh, that this—and, you know, Scalia can cavalierly say, well, this may increase violence in America, but I don't care. And what troubles me is the the emphasis on the Second Amendment. I'm—it was just by randomly looking at an old Harper's Index— that came out uh, in, uh, I believe, January of 2002. I mean, the statistics are based as, uh, as of uh, November of 2001, and that's usually how the index works. It's mm-hmm. usually a couple couple months after that. Um, but this is what's uh, quite fascinating. Um, one of the items that they have in their Harper's Index, it says the number of the 10 amendments of the Bill of Rights that are violated by the U.S. Patriot Act, according to the ACLU, five. (laughs) Obviously, the Second Amendment isn't one of them, but it seems that many others are. And, of course, if you ever want to understand why America finds itself in such deep doo-doo these days and how bizarre—I mean, Thomas Friedman is usually— Not worth quoting, but uh, a very interesting comment. Well, as a sign of the times, he's becoming a little bit more uh, quotable. Well, he's finally realized that the Iraq war is a total disaster. But uh, in his uh, editorial in yesterday's uh, New York Times that may have appeared in the Ann Arbor News as well, um, he talks about um, nation-building will be about rebuilding America in this upcoming election and he notes, by the way, that, um, and I'll quote him, he says, Since President Bush came into our office, our national savings has gone from 6% of GDP to 1%, and consumer debt has climbed from $8 trillion to $14 trillion. My fellow Americans, we are a country in debt and decline, not terminal, not irreversible, but in decline, our political system seems incapable of producing long-range answers to big problems or big opportunities. We are the ones who need a better-functioning democracy more than the Iraqis and Afghans. We are the ones in need of nation-building. It is our political system that's not working, indeed. And uh, the other inter- one of the other interesting facts from that Harper's Index concerns. Uh, and this is before the iraq's war uh, the iraq war by the way uh, concern iraq and also this remarkable fa- uh, factoid percentage of americans who believe in the theory of human evolution is probably or definitely not true 47% percentage of americans th- that believe that the tenets of astrology probably or definitely have some scientific truth 48% <laughs> But here's the interesting thing about Iraq. It says the estimated number of U.S. sorties flown in Iraq, no-fly zones last year, i.e. 2001, um, 10,000. Those are flying missions, including bombing of Iraq that was going on uh, well before Mm 9-11. Gallons of concentrated anthrax that Iraq has admitted to producing as biological weapons. 2,245 number of biological materials with military potential sent to Iraq by the United States Centers for Disease Control in the 1980s 14 minimum number of the 10 biological materials suspected in Iraq's warfare research that were supplied by U.S. firms (laughs) 9 it's you know that's the history right Uh, it's sad
1: it's And criminal, ultimately, uh, on uh, a number
0: of levels. Um, And then, you know, when you hear Thomas uh, or uh, Seymour Hersh in his interview today pointing out that the American government, with respect to this secret war with Iran that they're trying to orchestrate, is actually collaborating with Sunni extremists that are linked to the 9-11 attack, this al-Qaq group, uh... You know, based on the remarkable theory that the enemy of my the friend the right. enemy of my enemy is my friend, no matter what.
1: Yeah, that worked out real well with the uh, Afghani Mujahideen.
0: Yeah, That never works. And let's remember that March twenty first, nineteen eighty two, the Great Communicator declared that day to be Afghanistan Day. <laughs> I'll have to bring that item in someday. It's well, remarkable. Circle
1: your calendars. Plan for next year. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, uh, well, the 4th of July is this Friday. Uh, you are listening to WCBN-FM in Ann Arbor, by the way, and the Gray Matters program. Yes, your city calling will be coming up shortly. But uh, all around town, we have uh, these little tents springing up for fireworks and so forth.